Hi there, and welcome to the EAE Podcast. This is episode number 76 in our series, and I'm your host, Laura Rumbley. I'm the Director for Knowledge Development and Research at the European Association for International Education, and this series is devoted to bringing you timely conversations that touch on all aspects of internationalization today, with a particular focus on European higher education, of course. We are publishing this particular episode just about one week before the start of the 2023 United Nations Climate Change Conference, more commonly known as COP28. This major international event runs from November 30th to December 12th in Dubai, with the United Nations Organizing Secretariat, UN Climate Change, describing the annual COP gatherings as the world's only multilateral decision-making forum on climate change, with almost complete membership of every country in the world. Climate action and environmental sustainability are regularly on the minds of many international education professionals across Europe and elsewhere, and in the spirit of peer learning, we reached out to some colleagues working at institutions that have been recognized by the United Nations for their climate action work to learn more about what they do and how they do it. This brings us to our featured guests, Thomas Hull and Maria Caran. Maria Caran is Head of Sustainability and Climate Action at University College Cork in Ireland, and in 2023, her university was named the Sustainability Institution of the Year in the International Green Gown Awards, handed out by the United Nations Sustainable Development Forum. Thomas Hull is Head of International Relations at UNILASAL in France, and this year, UNILASAL was deemed the highly commended runner-up institution in that International Green Gown Awards initiative. Both Thomas and Maria have some great practical insights and reflections to share from the front lines of European higher education institutions working to adapt institutional and academic practices to address climate change. We hope you enjoy this peer-to-peer conversation on this very important topic. Maria and Thomas, it's lovely to have a chance to speak with you today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation Before we get into the specifics of what we've asked to um, chat with you about today, I would love it if for our listeners who may not be familiar with your institutions, each of you could briefly tell us a little something about the profile of your universities. Thomas, could I start with you on this question? Yeah, sure. Um, Union La Salle is a university that has four campuses um, in Beauvais, Amiens, Rouen and Rennes. I represent the Rennes campus, which originally started out 30 years ago as uh, environmental management and engineering school. Um, and we merged with the Uni Salle group in 2018. So we have uh, roughly 4,000 students on the four campuses. Uh, we also have a veterinarian school. Um, we are an engineering school, so it's in the fields of environmental engineering agronomy, food, and geological engineering. Fantastic. Great. Thank you so much. Maria, can you tell us a bit about your institution? Yep. So University College Cork is a comprehensive university based in the south of Ireland. Um, It was established in 1849, so we've been been around a while. Um, We have over 24,000 students and over 3,000 staff. And our main campus is within the city of Cork, and then we have some some smaller satellite campuses across um, Cork and Kerry in the south of Ireland. 
Fantastic. So very interesting to see two quite different institutions in age and profile and location, but both of you sharing the distinction of having received international recognition for your environmental sustainability work in the United Nations Sustainable Development Forum earlier this year. Uh, as you reflect on all of the ways your universities have committed to action in this area, we were curious to know if there are one or two practices or initiatives that you are really most proud of or, or think are particularly innovative or inspiring in some way. Maria, could I ask you to think about this question for us? Sure. Um, so I guess UCC has been quite active in, in sustainability for, for a long time. And one of the things that, that I would be most proud of is, is the fact that we've we've always been student-led in that. Um, so it was students who originally pressured university management to establish what uh what is now the green campus program we were the the pilot university to to roll that out globally and we were the first university in the world to to get a green flag from the foundation for environmental education in 2010 um and we've just been been reassessed for our, our fifth green flag so we we say that the program is student-led research informed and practice focused um, obviously, everyone struggles with 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 maintaining student engagement, especially in the years post post the COVID pandemic. But we've put a lot of a lot of processes in place with our student union, with our with our student societies to ensure that that student voice is always represented. And I think that keeps us um, it keeps us, us relevant and, and current. And for example, oh. things that we've done like divesting from fossil fuels that would have been a very much a student-led campaign our plastic free initiative again was very much student-led so so I would say that that that's something that that is always a challenge but also something that I'm that I'm incredibly proud of really nice uh, I think a signature component of your profile and the work that you're doing and very nice to learn about Thomas any particular initiative or practice that really stands out for you at your institution um, yeah, I'd say we have two. There, one is the we have a uni for change, um, so the university for change, and we're we're the goal is ecological and societal transition, um, you know, based on climate and energy, biodiversity, water, soil, well, many of the the sustainable development goals. Also, in our courses, we have in our five years, we have kind of what we call a. a uh, pedagogical ribbon. So in the first year, the students start with a climate fresco, which has sort of become a classic at many places. Um, in the third year, all of the students need to do a semester abroad. And as part of that, they have a sustainable development project, um, which is worth six credits. So it's not a tiny project, but it's quite a big project. So it opens up them up to one of the sustainable goals. And then in the third year, they do the task by solely Sully test. So it we're, we're making sure that they can all have a have an idea and an awareness of what sustainable sustainability knowledge is all about. Yeah, so we've had students, you know, in like in Mexico, they've been working on reforestation or food banks. Another project was in Manhattan about solar energy. So the the students are working on um something solid and concrete. So trying to see how sustainability works yes 
Um, it's even just in the two locations that you've mentioned, Mexico and Manhattan, those are mm. really different contexts. So I think that's very yes. exciting to imagine students in these very different situations tackling mm. and, and exploring some of these mm. questions. Mm. Um, yes. Thomas, you mentioned the SUI test. Would you be yes. able to say a little word about that for listeners who might not be familiar with that resource? Uh, yes. Well, a task by SUI test, it, so the task is the assessment of sustainability knowledge. So it's a battery of many questions to see how how much students know or are they aware at all um, about sustainability. So the idea is that we can have a benchmark of what do they know, and then hopefully in our pedagogical program, we can add content um, to say, okay, well, they're they're okay in this domain, but we need more in another domain. So there's uh, hundreds of questions. So they are, you know, it's not a, just a five question or an open writing, but they, yeah, it's, it's a very complete uh, assessment of their knowledge. So that's the name task. Are We're part of the pilot program. So we've been doing the SOLI test for a few years now. Okay, great. So uh, lots of different higher education institutions are talking about climate action, taking steps to operate in more environmentally friendly ways, trying to find their way forward. Your institutions have clearly um, demonstrated progress and, and really important developments in this area. What do you think has allowed for the sustainability agenda to have gained so much significant traction at your institutions? I know, Maria, you've mentioned the student-led side of this. I wonder if you think that's where that that you know strength or power resides, or if there are other things that really have made it possible for this to take hold in such a particular way. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you think from the Cork perspective? Yeah, so I think really what's, what's been transformational for us is that we have that student-led aspect, but then we also have very strong leadership um, and the high level commitment from the university that that sustainability is something that it's central to our overall university strategy. And then it's also embedded within the other policies and action plans that that fit um, beneath that strategy. So just for example, sustainability is, is, is a key element of all of our procurement processes. So we've been been really strong in, in embedding green procurement um with all of our, our suppliers and that has been really you know it's, it's brought about some of the real high impact projects that we've been able to 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 roll out so for example we've worked with our catering company to bring in a totally single-use plastic free initiative this year we've actually reduced we've completely gotten rid of, of all disposable cups um so we've reduced our consumption of disposable cups on campus by by one million um items which is, is is staggering um we implemented a new printing policy with our printing contractor which reduced our overall printing from 26 million pages in 2019 to to just over 5 million pages this year um which again is is quite quite staggering we also have sustainability as part of our overall university academic strategy and then because of that we were we implemented a program where we developed an SDG toolkit for our teaching staff, um, inviting all of our teaching staff to self-assess their modules and their programs against the SDGs and providing them with, with different resources and training materials to, to further embed sustainability into their teaching. 
Um, we have a biodiversity action plan, which which then we were able to to take the decision to implement a, a totally no mow policy in some areas of our campus and no mowing in others. So so we parts of of our campus that are are completely wild um over the summer you know for for um for local pollinators so i guess we've been able to take some some really um big decisions uh around our environmental footprint because we have that that leadership at, at the the top levels of the institution yeah really nice to think of the bottom up top down kinds of meeting yeah. in the middle and as you say these very sweeping broadly um broadly effective uh steps that you're taking and the impact that they're having very very interesting thomas over to you you know what has made it possible for this agenda to move forward at uh, uni la salle so i like uh, maria said it's quite similar we've got both top down and bottom up um from the top down we've we've just created a research chair on social and circular economy um, so we we put that into all of the pedagogy, and then the you know I think the strongest is the students because um, for years that we've always had, or we not that we've recruited them, but they're coming to us as an environmental school. Um, so we have students who are very very committed. Um, also on each of our campuses, we have many uh, student associations and. Uh, like on the Ren campus, we have about 12 associations and half of them have something to do with the environment. So it's, you know, one is, uh, it's called Cope Trotter. So they're committed to fight against global warming, Echo Challenge. And that's the oldest one since on our campus since 1992. So they're promoting everything about environmental issues and sustainability. We've got a humanitarian organization, um, another one called Univer, or Ver is green in French. Um, so it's all about permaculture, et cetera. And there's another one on disabilities so with the UNICAP. Um, yeah, so I think the fact that we have students who are extremely motivated by the goals, um, even when you take a look at our building, we have, you know, in the entrance, we have the all of the goals up right above the entrance it just it was kind of a nice fit there were 18 cases so we were able to put all of the goals up and then with a little logo for of the school <laughs> so um yeah there's a definite message that you know we're we're here for the uh, environment and for sustainability yeah. that uh visibility and multidisciplinarity mm-hmm. sounds like it ha- you know definitely means something yeah. and yeah. Uh, has an important role to play yeah. and it's internal and external so the students you know they do a lot of stuff inside the school but also they're doing many activities outside of the school uh, whether it's in the nearby communities or during their internships and uh, the idea of sustainability is, is permeated through all of our courses um maybe not math that would be a tough one but in in the rest of the courses you know we we try to tie in some part of sustainability okay so covering so much ground you know across your institutions mm-hmm. and of course to our audience within the EAE we're very interested in the internationalization mm-hmm. uh, part of the story and really would love to have a little bit of uh, of a sense of the ways in which your institutions think about environmental sustainability in the context of such things as international student and staff mobility, partnerships, the curriculum. Do you see synergies between your institution's climate actions and inspirations 
and your internationalization agendas. Um, Thomas, I know you work very directly in that area. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about your context? Uh, yes. Um, well, for many years, we we're trying to become more and more international um, in our semester five students must go abroad and for you know maybe 10 years ago we were saying oh let's try to send them all over the world and now we were starting to take a look at it as saying well maybe we should focus a little more on europe or the students who are going uh abroad well are they well if they have to fly there once they're in the company or in the country uh, we should be more worried about um taking the bus or other public transport um, and so now we're we're starting to track each student's um, carbon footprint. So to say, okay, well, are, are you where are you coming from or on campus? Are you driving your car back and forth to town, or do you live on campus? If a student wants to go, for example, in third year they go to South America, well, maybe in if they do want to go abroad again, it will be somewhere in Europe and probably by train or by bus. Um, yeah, so we we really want to make the students conscience conscious of their uh, global impact, and and it's the same thing for um, the other other things that they eat. But concerning mobility, we're we're taking a look at their their overall footprint and making them aware of what it really is. Fantastic. So it's, so it's just not some idea that's in a cloud somewhere, but really it's like okay, well you have done this much and you've used up your <laughs> your carbon sorry here's your bill <laughs> yeah exactly oh so interesting okay maria do some of these things resonate with um, the situation at cork or are there other things as well yeah absolutely um so we have set a target to be um net zero by 2040 across all of our emissions so that does include international travel we know that that student and staff um, international mobility accounts for about 15% of our overall carbon footprint. Um, so what we're doing at the moment, uh, the, we, we, we're in a, a slightly unique situation in that we're an island. Right. <laughs> uh, so we're limited by, by what we can do by train and, and, and you know, even ferry. We, we don't have great connections. But you know what we're trying to do is 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 put a, a a program in place whereby we're we're looking at the carbon footprints of um, travel across the university and ensuring that that travel is done in the most effective way. That that if you're if you're going somewhere, maybe you're going for a number of meetings or a number of different events, ensuring that the people that need to travel to conferences are getting to conferences. So, you know, maybe the, the the fully established professor doesn't need to travel as much as the early career researcher. So trying to be more more equitable in, in that sense. So um again, you know, going back to the leadership, we we have a we have a, a new vice president for global engagement who's really, really engaged with this and 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 ready to tackle tackle it head on. And like you say, looking as well at, at how do we how do we incorporate global engagement into our curriculum within UCC as well so that you don't just you don't it's not all about traveling. Um, we can also get get a little bit of a global education at home as well. Um, and it, we do, we're trying to be more strategic in our partnerships as well. So, so making sure that, that, that the, the partnerships that we have, um, share those values. So we work with the University of Bologna through the UI Green Metric Network. 
Um, we have a, a, a PhD training partnership with the University of Plymouth around sustainability. We also have a, a strong partnership with the University of Massachusetts in Lowell. And we, together with Queen's University in Belfast, just this year established a, an all-island uh, sustainable development solutions network. Um, so we'll be uh, engaging across the island of Ireland, North and South and, and internationally through that network now. So again, ensuring that that, that the travel that we do is, is really valuable, um, that we are measuring it and that we're working to reduce it. Really wonderful to hear those strategies and those sensitivities to you know, what can be done. Um, very exciting. So in, in both cases, your institutions have already achieved a certain level of success or experience in this area, um, but it's an ever-evolving world in which we live. You know, things will be moving forward. I wonder if you might uh, reflect a little bit on what having been recognized for this work means to your institutions at this stage, but also what you see as some of the key challenges and opportunities ahead for your universities and others to really advance this work of environmental sustainability. Thomas, could I go to you with that question? Yes, I think uh, some of the, the challenges, well, it, it's it's great to be recognized externally and internally. Um, you know, it means that what we're doing is very pertinent um, and solid. And, and hopefully it will inspire other institutions that, you know, maybe take a look at us and say, oh, what are they doing? They're doing something right. So maybe we'll take a look at their practices. Um, uh, one of the key challenges is, is keeping the students motivated. Um, you know, some of the students, they're here to save the world or make it a better place. And then after a year or two, they're like, oh, but it's, it's really hard to get things moving. Or how do we convince people who are, you know, not really wanting to they're not ready to be convinced. Um, yeah, so I think we need to, to remain committed to, to changing things on a daily on a daily basis and all of our associations taking actions to reduce the human impact and develop solutions to fight against the pollution, et cetera. Um, yeah, so the I think that those are the challenges is to keep the students motivated and saying yes, it, you know, it's not you can't just snap your fingers and things will change, but you know, we're, this is a, 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 we're in for the long run on this. Maria, how about from the Cork perspective? What is the future looking like? Yeah, um, I mean, the, the global recognition is fantastic. Um, it, it keeps us driving forward. Uh, you know, I suppose going back to the, the, the original Green Flag program, it's all about continually improving. So, so you know, every year making those improvements and, and, and getting better. But the, the, for the future, we do need to, to really transform our operations, you know, um, and actually we, we, we're currently working through that with our, our university leadership team. Um, we have said in our strategy that we will radically transform what we do in order to be more sustainable. So, so looking at what does that look like in the medium and long term as well. Um, in terms of, of our students, it's uh, for me, it's about empowering them to make these changes. So, um, you know, what can they do that's really going to be impactful? So one of the things that we're working with our students union on now is, is getting our students registered to vote and to be climate voters, to talk to um, candidates uh, about climate action, because, you know, they, that's where the decisions are made at the end of the day. Like I said, we've we've made this 
this commitment to be net zero by 2040. So we need to, we do have a, a roadmap in place for, for, for our, our heating and our electricity to get there. But procurement now is the big, the big one and engaging with our suppliers to reduce their environmental footprint and, and, you know, really kind of working across the whole institution to figure out what that radical transformation is. Well, the transformations that you're talking about are really exciting. Um, we are so delighted to have the opportunity to speak with you. Congratulations on the recognitions that you've re- achieved and really appreciate your sharing your experiences with our audience. Thanks so much for being with the EAE. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. And it's great to be recognized as uh, an environmental institution. That was Maria Caran, Head of Sustainability and Climate Action at University College Cork in Ireland, and Thomas Hull, Head of International Relations at Uni La Salle in Rennes, France. Links to information about the initiatives we've spoken about at their respective institutions can be found in our session notes, along with other EAE resources related to climate action and environmental sustainability. We hope you'll check those out. Thank you so much for listening to our latest episode. Just a short reminder that there are just two days left to complete the EAE Barometer Survey. So whether you've already started the questionnaire or have yet to begin, there is still some time to make your voice heard. And as we move toward the close of the year, we ask those of our listeners who are curious about becoming an EAE member in 2024 to visit our website to learn more about the group membership packs we have on offer. This is an exciting opportunity for your whole office to benefit from exclusive EAE member perks, such as discounts on events, access to the mentorship program, and much, much more. All the details are on our website. That's www.eaie.org. Thanks again for tuning in. A new installment will be available for listening in just two weeks' time. Until then, all good wishes to you from the EAE.